This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Mix. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. Tyler from three, and she's been automatic tonight. To college. Just wait until March, bro. To the pros. Light some scented candles and eat our oranges. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. Wednesday, December 13th, 12 days away from Christmas. We've got a lot to get to today. Uh, Lions, Pistons, and a little little other controversial NBA later on today. Uh, we're going to have a fun show, John. We've got a lot of good stuff planned out. Great Wednesday before yeah. we get back into action. NFL picks tomorrow. Yeah, it's, you know, a, a good buffer day, but we got some good things lined up. We just got word for the, tom- we were talking about the Thursday night game. We were. Find out Keenan Allen's been ruled out. We've yep. got Easton Star Stick for the Chargers. Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell in a Thursday night game with no weapons for the LA Chargers. I, I'm not watching. What are we doing? I, I, I'll listen. It's on our air, by the way, of course. Coverage starting at 730. I, I'll listen on the ride home. I ain't watching it. Sorry. C- can we flex this? Can to someone what? Play, to, to, can, the, to Mars? Can, <laughs> <laughs> Where am I flexing this? The 3 a.m.? This game doesn't need to be played. There's no wow. reason to play this game. As someone who watches football every Sunday, I, I just have... No need to see any part of this. I don't know where the game is. We'll make our picks tomorrow, but yeah, you're going to have to gamble on it to make it <laughs> intriguing. Honestly. I mean, you are here. Like I'd probably do that anyway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, you gamble on marble racing, you know, gamble on horse racing, well, no, horse racing, chess, is the original gambling, right? Before, you know, before there was the sports books and the legalization of gambling in America, you and, uh, you know, an uncle, an aunt could go to the track, man. You would, American. You, you would know, Mr. New I would York. know. <laughs> the New York, you're running, you're running the mob. You got, yeah, no, you yeah, got of a course. Whole lot Thanks, of man. Yep. Um, all right, let's start things out with a Lions conversation. Listen, I don't typically like to play the if I was the coach game because I'm not going to lie. I'm not as smart as Dan Campbell. I'm not as smart as Ben Johnson. I'm not as smart as any of these guys. If you think you are, it's just a lie. But I do have common sense. Like I said, I watch football every Sunday. And some things just don't seem that complicated. And this is one of them. My common sense has me wondering a few things about the Lions right now. First thing, how is your second tight end, Brock Wright, getting more targets than Jamison Williams, your first-round sophomore receiver? How is Jamison Williams not have a game of over three receptions? How could his Brian Branch, your best DB you have, only play 50% of the snaps for Chicago when last week versus New Orleans he's playing 96% of the snaps? Why did, why did Jared Goff face eight different third and tens? John, it just feels like for some reason, a lot of the guys on this team aren't being set up to succeed the way we expected them to at the beginning of the year. Because that was the whole point of emphasis going into the year in training camp. It was, we know what our personnel is. We, we devoted a lot of things to culture rather than bringing in talent in the offseason. Not bringing in another edge rusher is another example. Why does Hutch not have help opposite of him? 
You knew what your personnel was. You recognized it. And from the very beginning, both on offense and defense, they said, we want to do everything we can to maximize what we can get out of each and every one of these players. But I'm starting to wonder if that's really the case. They're not setting Jared Goff up to succeed. They didn't on Sunday. They're pulling their best DB, Brian Branch, for 50% of the snaps for personnel reasons. Why does Hutch not have help? We begged them. We begged them to give him help in the draft and in free agency over the offseason, and they just chose to ignore that. They found Bruce Irvin. They signed him. He played one game, 11 snaps, got a sack, and then he didn't even get called up to the, to the team this Sunday versus Chicago. JMO, Brian Branch, Goff, Hutch. There's just a few examples of guys that I, I just don't think are being set up to succeed right now. You can call me pessimistic. That's fine. But <laughs> it, it just doesn't seem like they're helping out a ton of these guys. You know, another great example. I know we bash on Jerry Jacobs all the time, call him burnt toast because he gets burned every week. And it's true. Keenan Allen, every wide receiver one just torches him. Keenan Allen, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Christian Watson, 94 yards, a touchdown. Chris Olave, 119 yards. DJ Moore in two games, 164 yards and two touchdowns. Why do we keep asking him to guard wide receiver ones when we know he can't do it? Like, we can keep making fun of him. We can keep joking that he sucks. Why do they keep asking him to do things he's not capable of? This is a Ben Johnson thing. This is a Dan Campbell thing. This is an Aaron Glenn thing. You have all these talented players who I feel like, I don't want to say are being held back, but they're not being maximized, John. And that's where I want to ask everyone else. Does anyone else feel like some of these players are not being set up to succeed? I think it's the inverse when you look at the offense and the defense. The offense, and we referenced this yesterday, it feels like too many cooks, right? Like, there's just too many guys to get the ball to. I mean, I was so surprised, pleasantly surprised, but when DPJ had that catch, I forgot he was on the team. Why'd you trade for him? Exactly. Why'd you trade for the him? The Lions offense has just so many weapons that it's hard to honestly equally share. And when a play goes awry or Sam Laporta and Brock Wright get handoffs and they don't, they're not these big plays, it's frustrating because you feel like this Lions offense, and this is not a joke, this is not being a homer, and it, believe me, not coming from me, you're not going to get that. This is an offense that should flirt with 30 points per game. Like, that's how, in my opinion, stacked they are. They have two great running backs, one of the best tight ends already in football who's still a rookie, a top 10 wide receiver, and a strong, not the best, but a very strong top 10 offensive line unit. When healthy. When healthy, yes. And, and I think uh, that, Apparently I think that's, that's the hardest thing to do in the yeah. NFL for the Lions is keeping even their offensive when, line healthy. Even when it's three or five or four or five guys, they're better than you know certain units across the league. So even certain teams that are that are vying for a playoff spot right now. But the ball share is not the way you want it. Montgomery's touches weren't enough. JMO getting, mm-hmm. and not even because, oh, JMO's earned it. Like, obviously, he's come a long way and after a slow start and what have you. But you gave, you know, you picked this guy pretty high. Like, yeah, th- that's a reason enough to, to, to give him something. And again, Goff should have hooked up with Williams referencing on Sunday. But that was just the one time that they uh, went that way. And, and John, there can be the argument where he doesn't mm-hmm. have the connection. He's not putting in the work. Say what you want. Yeah. John, 33% of his touches this season have turned into touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 33% of the time he touches the ball, 
it results in six points. Don't you think you'd want to get that guy the ball a little bit I more? I get it. Find some, I get it. That includes handoffs, Yeah. which I know they tried to give him the ball once last week behind the line of scrimmage, and it didn't do anything. Yeah. Maybe because you ran the exact same play that you did two weeks ago when he scored. you got to get him involved in different ways. He's received less than three targets per game this season. I get it. He had the issues this offseason. He had the issues in training camp. He wasn't he still on the drop same... issues during the season. Right, but... at the beginning of the year. But yeah. you, are, are we just done with him? No. Did you completely give up on him? No. How does this offense take another step as long as it, if you're not considering getting a new quarterback, if, mm. if you're just locked into Jared Goff, how does this offense take another step than to what they've done this year? It's unlocked J-Mo. Mm. That's on him. That's on Goff. That's on Ben Johnson. That's on Dan Campbell. That's on everybody. Yeah. That's not on one. You, we can't just point to J-Mo and say, be better. You got to be able to coach this guy up. And maybe he's not a Monterey St. Brown staying after practice for three hours on the jugs machine, just 102 mm-hmm. catches after whatever he does. Maybe he's not that, but he's a lot more naturally gifted. You got to be able to find ways to get him involved. Yeah. And and you mentioned in your monologue, I, I saw because you mentioned a lot there with who is the blame, who's culprit number one. And I think that's what Lions fans are asking themselves right now. It's a nine and four team and we get that. And there's still a base of our listenership. That's like, Hey, you know what? We're getting, we have time to figure it out, and I think you should view that way. But, you know, you go to, more towards the play call. You even send this monologue, oh, Ben Johnson has to make, uh, like, has to make Jared Goff good or, or has to make him great or help, or, just, or help just Jared Goff. Help him out because but these third and tens aren't going to work. I get that. They are converting on 21% uh-huh. of their third and 10 plus. That's 24th yeah. in the NFL. It's not a recipe to succeed when he's your quarterback. I get that, but... Maybe besides San Francisco, I don't know any other. Let's just maybe stick with the NFC, where the coach is propping up the quarterback. Maybe Love and and Green Bay and with Lafleur, but Goff has been a veteran in this. He's got to go out and make plays, man. How about his old team, I, Ben Johnson? Sh- yeah, the Rams. You don't Ste- think the, you don't think the Ra- Sean McVay helps? Stafford's been in the league how long, man? A long he, time. He, he, so McV- is Goff. The, the Rams, in in terms of their offensive coaching, go into autopilot. Stafford's been around forever. Goff's, Goff's 29, man. It's not like he got drafted yesterday. Well, that's what I'm saying. He got drafted in that, 2016. That's my point. It's, oh, to prop up Goff, he's got to start making plays. But he's not going to be able to make plays if it's third and 10 all this time. They, they ran <laughs> that's it. a problem. They like, ran, that's, that's I know, but I mean, that's like, who Jared Goff is. Like, the, the defensive play calling is the main thing when you look at the defense, in my opinion, and 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 a lack of talent. It, it's sort of best of both worlds, which is just amazing. Uh, but with the offense, I think it's a Goff problem. I really do. And I know we had a somewhat similar conversation earlier this week with Ben Johnson and Goff and, and, and your thought process on Johnson, probably maybe uh, coaching his way out of not being a head coaching candidate. But hey, the more, hey, by the way, the more we keep saying that and yeah. knocking him and yeah. spreading that. I know. <laughs> propaganda machine. Yeah, let's, let's just push the propaganda out there. But, but let's get him back. We're, we're talking about all these weapons. Like, what else do you need if you're Jared Goff? You want another tight end? That's, no, no, like, that's he's amazing. Got everything. You want two tight end? Like he's got everything. Th- th- he's like, got Amon St. Brown, who's on pace to be a Pro Bowl receiver. Yeah. He's got Jamison Williams, who's one of the most naturally gifted receivers in the NFL. And he's got Sam Laporta, who would would you call him a top three tight end yet? I would. Or, well, this season, at sure, least. sure. And, and, you know, and we he's obviously what, 22, 23. Yeah, you've got a great offensive line. Who? Yeah, I know they can't stay healthy, but. Yeah. It is what it is. And then you've got not one, but two good running backs. Two great running two backs. Two great running backs. So, yeah, you're right. I, He's been given just about everything. 
yet he still finds it. I mean, no quarterback's really being set up to succeed when you're facing all these third and tens. Yeah. Third and like they face eight third and tens on Sunday versus Chicago. Like Brock Purdy's being set up to succeed. He's been put in the system with all these weapons. They don't let him do too much. And maybe it is a little bit of coaching, but I don't feel like they're making Goff do too much. <laughs> they're not running. They're not running him out of the pocket. They're not saying, "Oh, you got to run." Uh, you know, tush push here. Like, just go out. Tush and make the push th- with Jared Goff. <laughs> just go that out. would be a sight. It would be. Just go out and make the throws. Just go out and and put it on JMO's numbers. But go you- out. Go out and and okay, right. if the pocket collapses. Extend it for a second or two. He's that's don't, you can't ask him to like, do things he's not good at. <laughs> then you got to get a new guy. I. I don't disagree with you there, but for this year, yeah. for the remainder of this year and mm. next year, he is your guy. I know. You, there's no way around that. As much as I like Hendon Hooker and I'm excited about what he can bring for the amount of money he's going to be being paid for the next four years, yeah. I'm not calling for Hendon Hooker to take over for Jared Goff anytime soon. Mm-hmm. He is what he is. Yeah. I, I, he's not mobile. He's not going to make plays like that. And the reason he saw so much success early on in the year is because they were setting him up on all these third and shorts where the playbook's wide open. You can run it. It's true. You can play action. You can draw. You can do these quick passes. But on third and 10, Jared Goff's not the type of guy. There's a reason that he hasn't connected with J-Mo. There's a lot of reasons, but one of them is the longer Jared Goff's in the pocket, the more time defenses have to get to him. That's why, and he's not going to extend the play. We've talked about it. That's not in his strengths. So if he's not going to be able to extend the play, it doesn't give guys like J-Mo an opportunity to get down the field and go get open vertically. The long developing plays usually end poorly for the Lions. It's the quick hitters that has shown success. And yes, Jared, I'm not saying Jared Goff is incapable of throwing a deep ball. We've seen him do it. He can do it. Just not outside. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of a joke, but sort of, you know, joking squared. True or false. The Lions would be better with Brock Purdy as their quarterback. (laughs) I'm not going that far. I've just never seen Brock Purdy true, have true, success no, no, no. with. True or false? True or false? Ah, that's tough. One word. True that's or false? Nine eight nine eight three seven. I'm gonna dodge 6, that one, real two, quick. Five. Do you think these Lions players are being set up to succeed? And I guess if you think Brock Purdy would be better, we are talking about NFL MVP Brock Purdy. But you know, I hate you. <laughs> Tyreek Hill didn't even play on Monday, or he got hurt. Yeah, and his MVP odds went up. Well, yeah, they because shortened. they sh- they you saw what Miami's offense was without him making him valuable. Like the definition of the award, the award was sort of proved on Monday. It was like, okay, how do we know if someone's valuable? Okay. Take them away. Yeah. And then see what happens. Right. And Tyreek Hill went away from the dolphins and they blew a game to Will Levis and the Titans. Right. I, I don't understand. This award is stupid. It, it, it's funny. Cause you can't have that happen in, in every NFL situation. You can't be like, okay, um, take Hertz from Philly for a game, take Purdy from San Francisco, take McCaffrey, what, what have you. But that should be thought. That should be part of the thought process. But it's not. It's just it's best not, quarterback on the best but team. It should be like. I, I'll say this: 85 percent of the time, yeah. the most valuable player in a season is a quarterback. Of course, but it's not this year. Of course, it's Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I don't, and I think it's a little unfair to Tua, but he doesn't have to make those. Tua looked like garbage when Tyreek <laughs> Hill got hurt on Monday. Like uh, let's, right? let's, no, we don't I, need to I beat around it. the bush. He I, looked awful. Yeah. I, I I think he's a little underrated, but he doesn't have to make the <laughs> what do you mean? I do, I do. I think there's a lot of Tua hate out there for no reason. But I can't defend Monday. 989-837-6125. You guys can text in. We'll get to the Frick Sports Bar. It's Frick Sports Bar text line soon. You guys can also leave us a message if you want. You might hear one of those later on in the show. You're listening to the payoff fueled by Forward Energy.
Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff. But I'd like to talk to this guy about Jared Goff right now. But I'd like to know his opinion on Goff when we're sitting at 5-1, and one, controlling the entire NFL. Been a fan for 35 years. Name's Roy. Hey. Is he talking to me? He wants to know my answer or your answer? He was answer? talking to you, yeah, from yesterday. That, oh, was, that well, was Roy who called in, left us a voicemail. My opinion on Jared Goff when he was 5-1 and one is a lot different than my, <laughs> <laughs> my opinion on Jared it Goff It connects to what we are talking to. I mean, I... But yeah, if, if of course, the text line is 989-837-6125. I'm so good. But if you want to leave a voicemail, we'll get it after the show. You could do that. There we go. If, if you just need to vent to us, you know. Um, we're, we're a lot cheaper than a therapist. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway the, the, i'm that caught you that much i don't sometimes i, I need me. you around ben just to laugh at my jokes the, the the personal the personal ego boost yeah personal ego boost. I, I need that from time to time uh that's why i do this to be honest with you do what <laughs> talking go, go to a microphone <laughs> every once in a while um I'll throw it out again. 989-837-6125. We're talking about the Lions, whether or not we think their personnel is being used correctly, whether or not they're maximizing their players. I think the best example, well, honestly, I think there's quite a few good examples that we've hit on, but the one that we didn't really get to in the first segment was Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, we knew what we had with Aiden Hutchinson. Second overall pick for a reason, not pick to be a good player, pick to be a foundational part of a defense and anchor picked to be one of the best defensive players in the NFL. That was the expectation at some point. Now we haven't got there yet. That's fine. I don't think anyone expected that by year two, but what I can tell you is they have not helped them out from a management standpoint, from a coaching standpoint. I don't think so either. I mean, the amount of times we've seen Hutchinson, it's just a bull rush. One on one, or one on two, really, because he's getting double teamed so much. And that goes back to the management part. You didn't help him out. We begged all summer long, sign someone in free agency. Even going back to the spring, we begged for you to get someone in the draft to go opposite of him. And I get it. James Houston got hurt. I'll acknowledge that. But James Houston was barely playing even before he got hurt because he can't stop the run. And whereas Hutchinson, yet A, he doesn't have help. B, I don't know. I just don't think he's being coached very well. Prime example. How about Sunday when he stunts inside when that wasn't part of the coaching plan? He acknowledged that you played that in the open on Monday. Acknowledged that was off script. And guess what? Justin Fields did ran to the outside, right where Aiden Hutchinson was supposed to be keeping contain and ran for 11 yard touchdown. That's coaching. That kind of stuff is coaching. Can Hutchinson still become one of the best edge rushers in the league? I hope so. I think so. That's why he was drafted. And I think he has the work mentality to get there. Maybe not all the physical traits, but I think he can turn into a Max Crosby type of player at some point. But not if you're never going to get him help. Not if not if Aaron Glenn's not going to set him up to succeed. Where? Why has Hutch not been getting home? It's, it's another valid question. I, do, I don't think they've maximized what they can get out of Hutch by not bringing in help. Brian Branch, another good example. Why is his snap counts getting cut in half? He played 94% of the snaps versus New Orleans, 52 versus Chicago. He's the highest graded player in our secondary. And you're just taking away snaps because you want him to only focus on the nickel role on this team. I don't know, general rule of thumb, 
You want your best guys out there. And again, I'm not going to pretend like I'm smarter than Aaron Glenn. But my common sense tells me you want your best players out there as much as possible. Jerry Jacobs, I know it's funny. We've joked about him. He stinks. But why do they keep asking him to go guard wide receiver ones week in and week out when he's getting embarrassed for 60 minutes every Sunday? Why do they keep asking him to do it, John? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. And, and the Hutch stuff uh, is a little concerning with the fact that he is getting pressures, just he's not getting sacks. He's not I finishing know. plays. Like I, I sent you earlier in the week the uh, – I've never the, really seen this. The, the PFF stuff where it's like, oh, yeah, he's up there with Parsons and Bosa and Crosby and Josh Allen. Right. The other one, uh, TJ no, no, Watt. No, 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 no. The real Josh Allen. <laughs> That's the real Josh Allen. But Causes know, turnovers. And, and, and pressures, and he's in that mix in terms of, of total, but Parsons has got 14 sacks, Bosa 13, Crosby's got 14, Josh Allen's got 15. Right. Hutch has six. Hey, quarterback can just run the other way. It's... That's that's true. It's 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 <laughs> how like how often do you watch other teams and you know there's stunts inside and I, again not as smart as Aaron Glenn don't know a ton of like I don't know the yeah. the full lingo I don't know the full NFL language and how to say that, but like the stunts inside the spin move like all I ever see from Hutch is bull rush spin move. That's it. Why is there no scheming to get him lined up inside? And we saw just a tiny bit of that last week. We've seen a little bit of that throughout the year. But it feels like you're just doing the exact same thing every single play. And it's starting to get predictable. I mean, the offense is also starting to be figured out. Yeah. Which is part of the reason they've been struggling. The, the, the one thing, and this, and this will probably get you a little fired up, but I did, I did enjoy, or I, and it worked a little bit in the first half, uh, Glenn showing some more blitz looks. Just showing something. Because oh, yeah, yeah. This, Justin this, Fields had a perfect passer rating. <laughs> you say that. He got sacked. He got sacked. He got sacked like three times. He, he had a passer rating of like blitzed. 146. When, with the crossers. and That's which, like just about perfect. Uh, Tabor. You know who I'm talking about. The three names guy. Jalen Reeves Maven. Maven. Thank you. That, that was a crosser blitz. Like we need more of that. This, this, and, and it's been from the, from the jump. This isn't a defense that's going to get to the quarterback without showing at least the illusion of a blitz. They have to blitz more. The blitz, the blitz percentages are the things that get me fired up the most. They were up against Chicago, but like you said, rushing quarterback, it's going to backfire guess, And then guess sometimes. what happens when but you send But early on, well, it's but, the offense. But, John, guess what happens when you send an extra guy? Jerry Jacobs it. is left alone I get it. I get on it. an and island versus someone. Yeah. And, and, and gets third-degree sunburns. Uh, wow. And I do think the lack of secondary depth, and yeah, there's been injuries there too, but that lack of depth limits Glenn's play calling from time to time. And, sure, and not to, like not to sure make him out to be a defensive genius or anything, but. And, and sure, there's injuries. Maybe C.J. Gardner-Johnson comes back, and like at the beginning of the year, this defense was playing great, like fine. Maybe not great, but they weren't. I don't think they were playing some of the best teams. And you can say, oh, well, they played Kansas City. Well, Kansas City is struggling to score the football right now. Like, even to this date. And then the next week, Seattle, what, 35 on us? 38? It's just tough. Uh, and then that's that's the game C.J. Gardner-Johnson got hurt. By the way, did you see what he put on his Instagram today? I did not. So, Educate me and the audience. I, I, he's kind of been hinting at an early comeback for a while. Um, but he, he posted on his Instagram. I don't know if it was just – I think it was just an Instagram post. He's back. Ooh. Now, he wasn't at practice today. Dan Campbell's been very 
adamant that he's not cut. Like CJ Gardner Johnson kept saying it was going to be uh, December 20th was the day he was going to be cleared and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Dan Campbell was very adamant that it's going to be closer to the end of December or January, if at all. So we'll see. But I do think that addition will, will help the secondary. You'd hope so. It's someone to cause turnovers, which is something the Lions have not done a ton of um, in the past few weeks. 989-837-6125. Do you think some of these players are being set up to succeed? Are the Lions getting the most out of all these guys? And who's your MVP? That seems to be a conversation right now. Uh, 989-837-6125. We'll hit the Frick Sports Bar text line next. We've also got some, some local NBA to get to. How's that for a tease? You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by 4Win Energy. Continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Do you think the Lions players are being maximized right now? Max maximized right now. Enunciate. Uh, enunciate. I think no. I think there's a few examples on both sides of the ball where most, not most, there's a there's a good amount of examples on both sides of the ball where the players, I don't want to say are being set up to fail, but they're not getting the most out of them. Hutchinson, Brian Branch, Jerry Jacobs, Goff. Don't throw Goff in there. Jameson Williams. Don't throw Goff in how there. How about just like the team? I in refuse. Ge- how about the team in general? Because you won't get a kicker that can make a 49 no. yard field goal. <laughs> I know no one cares, but fantasy playoffs, RP, he's done. <laughs> RIP to RP. Picked up the Rams kicker. Screw it. Missing, nope. missing an extra point. I, uh, and I got to get in the, pay- in the playoffs. Going to the game. I know I, no one cares. <laughs> going to the game on Sunday mm-hmm. in Chicago, that was one of the most times where I was like, Dude, I, I just can't believe we don't have a kicker. <laughs> I just can't believe what they were on Chicago's 32 and just went mm. for it on fourth down because they just don't trust their kicker when it's cold or when it's windy or anything. It's yeah. it's very frustrating. Um, we'll hit the Frick Sports Bar text line. You guys can chime in 989-837-6125. Once again, that's 989-837-6125. Jeremy from Beaverton. Again, proving your ignorance. Austin Eckler isn't a weapon? What's he talking about? I guess you said in the open, you know, Easton because Keenan Allen is out for the Chargers oh. Thursday, and then you said, "Oh, now he has no weapons." He considers Austin Eckler a weapon. I think you meant in the receiving core, not that Eckler can't catch. He I, can. I think and he's, he's one of the better. From, yeah, I think if Jeremy from Beaverton sees me this summer at a Loons game, he might like try to hit me in the face. No, I think I he loves us. Come on, <laughs> um, Michael from Midland. I bet you JMO is faster than Tyreek Hill. Jamo should be on the field more. Doesn't it seem like they want Goff to go short over the middle? Where's the go routes? The to the sidelines. Why so many recent Goff turnovers? Is he losing his confidence? No, I just like like I keep saying in the first segment, I don't think he's being set up to succeed all these third and longs. You don't really even the great quarterbacks, like you don't want them to be put in third and tens. I guess like who who do you trust the most in the NFL in a third and ten situation? Mahomes, right? Yep. Josh Allen, those type of guys. The guys who Brock can't Purdy. <laughs> Brock Purdy. The guys who can't move like Jared Goff, you're setting him up to fail by putting him in those type of situations. I bet you Jamos faster than Tyree Kill, though. That's a that's a crazy take. It's it's tough. I mean, they had at the recent NFL Pro Bowl games, they had Hill run and he lost, but to who? he wasn't going full strength. What? He lost I think he lost some uh, Parsons. Stop. They did like a sprint. Thing. I'll, I'll go research it while you hit more of the text line. You're lying. Um, 
See, J-Mo might be almost as fast as Tyreek Hill. But I think Tyreek Hill has the crazy getaway speed. Tyreek Hill has the ability to run at you and then change directions, go from like stop, start again, run away, create space away from his defenders. Whereas J-Mo's just really, really fast. I don't think he's developed the, the football speed yet, the, the create space between you and your defenders type of speed. That's the thing J-Mo still has to work on. Um, we've got Contrarian chiming in. J-Mo similar to Tyreek Hill. Golf arm similar to Tua. Zero line as good or O-line as good or better than Miami's. Definitely better than Miami's. We can't, why can't we get out? Why can't we get J-Mo? Why can't we get out of J-Mo what Miami gets out of Tyreek Hill? Hmm. J-Mo ain't Tyreek Hill, guys. Yeah, Tyreek Hill's uh, up yeah. for consideration for MVP in the National Football League. Jameson Williams couldn't catch earlier <laughs> this season. Ty- Ty- and he's used in wonky trick plays and... Again, going to still put more blame on Goff, but it's not like, well, J-Mo made this amazing adjustment. Uh, again, not going to fault him 100%, but, you know, could have seen a little bit more of an adjustment. And I'll tell you this, the only other similarities they have, if you saw Tyreek Hill, he uh, was eating some fast food before that game. J-Mo <laughs> likes uh, ice cream on his burger. So maybe they have the same diet, but that's where the similarities should stop. L- listen. Tyree could do I don't so think, much with I don't, his route running, with everything like that. I don't think it's fair to Jamison Williams to keep comparing him to Tyree Kill. It's not. Tyree Kill is one of the, what, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but in terms of what I've seen, yeah. Tyree Kill's like one of the five best receivers ever. Of all time? Yeah. yeah. It's like I put him top ten. It's like Randy Moss, Jerry, not in any order, Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, Calvin Johnson, Prime Antonio Brown. <laughs> Tyreek Hill's like right in that conversation, yeah. right? Yeah, I would. Th- I say so. I mean, what? Like, I don't think he's actually going to win the MVP, but he's doing this on different teams. That's that's the crazy thing. He played with Patrick Mahomes, and now is about to have his best season ever with Tua. And it's not a knock on Tua, but Tua's not. Tua's not Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Breaking news. Um, Michael from Midland once again. Does Tyreek get more than three targets a game? I think so. <laughs> Let me go run the numbers. Yeah, real. Me, I'll go crunch them <laughs> up for you, uh, Mike. We've got a uh, Nick from Bay City chiming in. Tua is great. <laughs> These Dolphins Lions comparisons are gotta love they're it. They're fun. Uh, both nine and four. Mm-hmm. Say that. Tua is great, but his team scored twenty-seven and almost won without him. If you take away Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, or pretty much any starting quarterback in the league away, the team is lucky to score a point. Just look at the Raiders. Nick from Bay City. All right, counterpoint. Look at the Giants. <laughs> and and believe me, it's not, it's, not, it's not great, but look at the Giants. Davido. Look at... Uh, I, I, Do you have pictures of Tommy DeVito hanging up in your wall? Yeah, actually. I got a poster of him. <laughs> His agent actually sends it to me. We're good buddies back in the day. My go- my boy, uh, Sean Slimy Stilato. It's good for business. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good for business. Uh, 989-837-6125. You guys can keep chiming in on the Frick Sports Bar text line. One more time, that's 989-837-6125. Let's move on. I'm starting to get the vibe, John. And I think a lot of people think I'm, like, rooting for the Lions to lose secretly, where I'm I'm just hard on my team. Like, I'm sorry. It's just it's just the way I am sometimes. I want this team to win. Come on, you drove four and a half hours to go watch them lose in yeah, Chicago. I am obsessed with this team. That They're all I think about. Um, I'm getting the sense now that people are kind of rooting for the Pistons to lose. 
And I, I'm not one of those people. Like I am playing it. You're not. You're not from here, though. You're not a well. Pistons I, I fan. just think it's funny you and Brad. You know, so passionate, and they're just not giving you one iota of a reason to watch. How, you know what? How about you just take this away? How about you just besides bash, the losing bash the Pistons for the next well, ten minutes? G- give me something to. Listen, okay. Why am I turning them here, on when, when the Red Wings are competitive? I don't. With, without their top player, when There's, the Lions are having the season they're having, when Michigan football, when when at least uh, you know Michigan State basketball is a little more fun to, no, to talk not. about, even though they suck. No, they're not. The Pistons don't even compete with teams. No, they're, they don't. They, they they have a they have a stud in Cade Cunningham, and they're a laughable team. I, it's listen, amazing. It's listen. it's amazing. And and they have a coach that they just gave millions of dollars to. I don't want to talk who, about Monty Williams. I'll get mad. I, I don't want to get mad. Is already no, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm serious. I don't want to get mad today. I don't want to talk about Monty Williams. He's in a good mood. I can't do it. Yeah, I My am in a good Monty. mood. And if we talk about Monty Williams, I won't be. I want to make some light out of this situation because I do feel like there's, there's some people who are almost laughing. And if you heard the promo for the payoff today running throughout the, the, running throughout the day on the station, you heard me make jokes about the Pistons because a lot of people are. I'm starting to get the vibe that people want to the Pistons to set the record. The record's 28 games in a row. It's the most consecutive losses in the NBA. Happened over the course of two seasons. The 76ers, 2014-2015. I'm starting to get the vibe that people want the Pistons to break that record for some reason. And maybe it's because, well, if they break the record, something has to happen. Yet, I've been saying that for a year. I've been calling for Troy Weaver's job for a year. And they just refuse to do anything. They refuse to make a trade. They refuse to acknowledge the fact that they're bad. They just keep going all in on this thing. Listen, you've lost 20 straight games. You're on track for seven wins. That would be an NBA record. Seven and 75 would be the worst record in NBA history. That includes the Charlotte Bobcats year where they had the worst year in the NBA history during a lockout season where there was like 63 total games played and they had nine wins. Seven in an 82-game season is nuts. And I want to ask people, I mean, you're 12-point dogs tonight. You're playing the Sixers. They're going to blow this team out, promise. You're about to have 21 straight losses. Would 7-75 and 75 be worse than the 0-16 Lions? Would having the worst record in NBA history be more embarrassing than going 0-16? My answer leans no, because I think people care about the Lions more. But the Pistons have been so bad for so long that it's like, I, I don't, there's not a lot of true Pistons fan. If you're a Pistons fan, you still watch the games. Good for you. You're, 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 there's few of us out there. Yeah. Based on the amount of chances, it's, it should be the Pistons, right? You have 82 chances to win a game and you win it seven of 82 times where, oh, and 16 Lions competed in some of those games. Obviously, you know, didn't win any of them. Not a lot but, of them. But it wasn't like they got their uh, doors blown off every time. With the Pistons, with the NBA, you're getting teams on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. You're getting... They're I guess resting not, their stars. Exactly. I was going to say, to the uh, obviously not to the extent of the last couple of seasons, but you get guys, you know, embellishing, I'll say, hey, injuries now, nowadays, or just simply, hey, you know, not a maintenance day and not calling it that, but, like, what's the joy of playing in the LCA for an opposing player anymore. I, I don't know if there is. They're, they're, the Pistons are bottom three in attendance this year. Jeez. So who, who, who Hey, you know who's, who's there every them? game, though? Not tonight, though. <laughs> Be, oh, General Manager Brad Tunney's not there tonight, even though the 76ers have some marketable stars. 
He ain't there. Nah, he's seen him. Uh, your next, if you want to set their record, here's your next eight games. Mm-hmm. 76ers, who are 15 and 7. Mm-hmm. You play them twice this week. Then you play the Bucks. Good luck. You play the Hawks in Atlanta. You already lost to them without Trey Young. You've got the Jazz at home, which is probably your best chance. The Nets, the Nets again at home. The Celtics, one of the best teams in the NBA, and then the Raptors, who are who have been struggling. That's your schedule the rest of the year. If you lose eight more times, and I can just about promise you it'll be seven more times after today, you tie the NBA record. And I'm starting to think people want that to happen. That's well, not a record you want to own. Like, I, I don't know, I don't understand the ideology be, behind it. Well, well, it's funny. Well, then if it's, <laughs> that's my ideology. Yeah, but, <laughs> but if you're but you're not a Pistons fan. If you no. want, if the Knicks were doing this. You wouldn't want to own that record. Why would you want to own that record? That doesn't make any sense. I want this team to, like, you want to know why I watch every game? Mm. Well, because first of all, because I'm a sicko. Yeah. And second of all, because I I just want to see them win. I want to make sure it's possible. But I honestly, (laughs) like, it's starting to feel like they're going to go own whatever the rest of the way. I don't know if they're going to win another game. Well, because the crazy thing is, it's the same thing every time. The fourth quarter comes around, and all hell breaks loose. They just forget how to play basketball. The other team starts trying, puts their foot on the gas, and the Pistons just can't keep up. That's what it's like every game. It's the same thing on repeat. It's like watching reruns of Friends at 3 p.m. on a Wednesday. Yeah, I I think the only intriguing thing, at least for me, is uh, finding which game is the most likely one and and, and maybe putting a bet down on that, honestly, because I think Utah is probably where they're going to get their next win. Because they're getting Utah on the yeah, second. Yeah, remember the when back we said that about Memphis? I know, but Utah's coming off a back end of a back-to-back. They're going to be in Cleveland the night, the night before. Look at you. Like, look at you looking at your NBA. Win that game. <laughs> you love the NBA. And, and you secretly the, love the and NBA. that Cleveland game's the beginning of a five-game road, uh, road <sighs> stretch for Utah. Like, please win that game. We said this about Memphis, though. They didn't have Ja. They didn't have <laughs> You said Xavier that about Tilt. Memphis. Yeah, I did. I knew Desmond Bain was going to, you know, go off. You're, <laughs> you're awful. I'm Bain. I'm going to drop 49 <laughs> on the first 989-837-6125. Uh, listen, I want to keep talking basketball. I, I don't think it's worth it to keep the Pistons conversation going. I just wanted to get that in. But there is a local guy who's caused some drama recently. Been in the headlines from this region. Maybe he listened to this station before. I'll tell you what that is next on the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. All right. Uh, there's someone from around here who you just told me has been interviewed on this station, I John. think so. I think so. I think the years have lined up. Because it was formed in 07, and that's when this guy was in high school. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about? You know who I'm talking I about. Do. I do. I do. The audience. Who I'm talking about. How about the one and only Draymond Green? Woohoo! Who got in trouble once again? The NBA is now reviewing what what kind of punishment should be coming for if you haven't seen the video turning around and punching Yusuf Nurkic in the face. Yep. Like nothing short of it. Not an accident. He says it was an accident. You just can't convince me it was. If you watch the video one time, you'll understand that was on purpose. This is the third incident of the year. No, no, no. This is the fourth incident of the year. 
<laughs> he stomped on Sabonis' chest in the playoffs. He punched his own teammate in the face. Then earlier this year, he put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold, got a five-game suspension, and then just a month later, decides he's going to punch someone in the face. John, the Warriors are 10-14. and 14. They can't afford to lose Draymond for this long. And if a five-game suspension didn't work, and he's clearly not learning, I expect this punishment, this suspension, to be dropped on his head. He's unhinged. He's unpredictable and has continued to prove to his teammates and the rest of the league he cannot be trusted to keep his cool, which puts the safety of others at jeopardy. I don't know how he's viewed around here. I know he's from the area. Maybe Saginaw he's a legend. High. Maybe he's a legend. But this is getting out of hand, man. What's, what are you doing to yourself? It's like you're sabotaging your own career. I know you've made a living off of having this edge, having this toughness to you. But you're actively hurting your team. It's like you're sabotaging them. Just look at the 2016 finals. Kick LeBron in the groin, got kicked out of the game, and suspended <laughs> another. And guess who came back in 1-3-1? Draymond doesn't get suspended that series. There's a good chance the Warriors close that out. Completely flipped the series. And now he's doing it again. They're 10-14. and 14. They can't afford to lose him for this long. They're not that good. No. And now they're going to be losing one of their better players. He's uh he's that's part of his legacy. He's always been hurting people, punching people. <laughs> he's always been regarded as a dirty player. At least, at least in the NBA. I I can't go back to his time in Sparty, maybe you can, but he he's a dirty player. Like it's just pretty simple. The, he plays with a lot of aggression, maybe a little bit of anger issues. He's 33 years old. He has a podcast. He's already succeeded adjacently in media. He's won his titles. I'm surprised he still has this fire burning inside him to be honest. I don't know what goes on, you know, with him, but like it's it is what it is with him. I, and I, I don't want to sound like I don't care because obviously, like it's you know physicality towards another person in basketball, and it was it was a cheap shot. If you go back and watch the video, he punched him in the face. There's no way around it. Yeah, he's he's they're you know both obviously like jousting back and forth, a little jersey grabbing here and there, and he was trying to get uh, who's this Nurkic? Yep, who was. Sun's, you know, pulling the on the back, center. not pulling on the back of his shoulder, but tugging a little bit. And Draymond was trying basketball. to, he was trying to sell that he the tug was so viciously back on his left shoulder that his momentum and his body swung around and his right arm came across, which a considerable pull would do that. But that's not what Nurkic was doing by any chance. And Draymond clocked him right in the, clocked uh, him right in the face. Uh, yeah, like. He, he, but he's been hurting his team. But you take that because of what he How? was able to contribute. Why? But his legacy will always be. What do you mean I you mean, take that? What do you mean you, you, you do? You, you can't just Warriors. be okay with that it's, anymore. It's, it's, it's what it old. was. It's old. He's thirty three. He's been with one team his entire time. They drafted him in twenty twelve. And guess what team regrets re-signing him? Oh, of course. This is. But if be you're the Warriors, you, you'll take that. He was a pivotal part in in getting their titles. He, he wasn't the flashy guy, but he was the rebound guy, the guy that would surprise you with a three every once in a while, and. The guy that brought you an edge. Steph Curry is, you know, not a, not a physical type player. Him and Claire shooters. Kevon uh, Looney Clay's was the not best. Even that anymore. Wow. No. Kevin, what do you mean? <laughs> wow. Clay is the best shooters of all time. Yeah, not uh, anymore. That was before two knee surgeries. The, the, the best centers, and this could be, I'm sure, debated by you and Brad at a later time, but the best centers of those Warrior Championships teams were was Kevon Looney. Um and, and it was a, it was a rotation of small forwards until Durant, exactly. Like Draymond was the center uh, piece in a team that was really lacking height, but 
he brought that physicality that was needed. And he's a dirty player. And I'm not, I don't want to go full, uh, you know, uh, and I know you guys perceive me as this with the, the not love the game of the NBA. Oh boy. But this is what brings my eyeballs to it. Unfortunately, I'm not going to watch a regular season game, but ah, Draymond did something funny again. I, I saw funny, it on social media. Funny or it, no, it, 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 listen, hurting, if you're nervous, it's, it's not great, you know, but like, you know, we talked about another situation yesterday on the show that led to an, an actual knockout and actual suspensions. This is the NBA. This is, uh, you know, this is oh. going to be this. Okay. Like the, the NHL Larkin got knocked out. That's what we were talking about yesterday. And then it was an attack with a stick and an intent to injure Draymond was just trying to get a cheap shot in. Cause he's, uh, you know, he's got a little anger. Cause issues. he's out of control. It's, it's two different things to me. Listen, still don't, still don't, uh, not for it. And I'm never going to, you know, Draymond's never going to be, uh, brought back to Saginaw high school for a, a sportsmanship award or anything like that. But it is what it is. He is what he is. This is he's, he's been a dirty suspended player. five times in his career. That's how many times he's been suspended, not including what he's about to get handed to. He has four different one game suspensions earlier this season when he tried to put Rudy Gobert in a WWE chokehold. He got a five game suspension. <laughs> he's not learning. In fact, the older he gets, the more type of situations like these he's caused, which is surprising. Right. Usually you calm down and learn to figure it out and learn that I, I'm too valuable to be missing time. John, if the five-game suspension doesn't teach him anything, this altercation, this blatant punch in the face, this has got to be a, a big punishment. This has got to be at least 15 games because the NBA has been pretty clear that they look at past history. If this was a one to, like, if Steph Curry turned around and punched someone or LeBron, that did exactly what Draymond mm -hmm. did yesterday. They'd probably get a one-game suspension because they've never done anything like that, anything remotely like that. No. But Draymond has a history of doing this. He's kicked multiple people between the legs. He's <laughs> whacked a bunch of people. He has stomped on someone's chest. He's punched Jordan Poole in the face. His own teammate. At what point do you learn? Because it's not with all these one-game suspensions. How many five-game suspensions is it going to take for him to stop hitting people? Give him a real one. Get him out of here, man. Dude, the only thing that's going to actually make him stop is taking some of his cash away. Well, let's he, be, let's he, be real. he gets fined all the time. They, they Every time he does something like this, he gets fined. They got to find him. If you actually want to make a statement, you're going to find this guy a considerable amount. D do it then. 15, 20 games. Get him out. Of, make the Warriors feel this. <laughs> you're, you're make gonna, Draymond feel this, man. You're going to find him and then give that money to and spread it around the Lakers for when the IST. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, just, you just hate. Everything about basketball. No, I don't. I, 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 you say basketball. I love college basketball. No, I love high you, school. Hoops. You like, you like, uh, I, I just, I Big do, East basketball. The, I do. I do. The, the NBA just, I, like, what do you want from Draymond? What do you want? He's, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe for he, him to not punch people in the face. That do doesn't this, seem like too much to he, ask. He's going to do this every once in a while. He's a dirty player. Every he's once got in a, a mean while. streak. He's, he's in the heat of the moment every once in a while. And, uh, no, it's starting to become pretty frequently, John. And, and, and again, don't, don't, it was less than, a, I, was, I give Nurkic a, a, a lot of credit, you know, not retaliating, letting it go by. Cause that's all Draymond's trying to do is get under your skin for whatever reason. But at his age too, and by the way, circling back to this, because you're like, and you're right in the fact that, okay, he should know he's 33 years old, yada, yada. This is all he could do now, right? I mean, he's not the same player he's, he that's was. That's still a good defender. 
he can't really score anymore. Like kind of like Clay Thompson. He's, he's he, you know we were talking about yesterday how maybe the Red Wings need to bring in a, a goon type player, or at least suggested by our, our texters and listeners. That's what Draymond is for the Warriors. He's the yeah, He's a goon, all right. But you just don't want it's it going go- above and beyond. He's a goon who's about to be suspended for the next ten games. <laughs> Guess who's not playing on Christmas anymore? Oh, oh so he's suspended with his family. Good for him. <laughs> he did it on purpose. Maybe. Oh, you he mean, did it on purpose. You mean I get to spend Christmas at home? Sweet. Oh, and for for you getting mad at me for saying uh, Clay Thompson's washed, he is shooting less than forty percent from the field this year. Again, you probably have the stats to back it up. I just it hurt, you know. Clay's a great player, and he came back from an injury people didn't think he'd come back from. He's not my, the same guy. My problem with Clay is he still thinks he's the same guy. He wow. won't accept the fact that he's less of a player. He's shooting twenty seven percent from three in December. That's terrible, and he's still shooting at a high volume. He got benched yesterday. You see that? And and I know you didn't see that. <laughs> did I see that? Yeah, I know you didn't I, see that. I saw Draymond. He got and benched, I, and, and you know Paul George got injured. I knew that. To be fair, I didn't even know that. There you go. Um, all right, Pistons play in two minutes. I gotta play. I gotta. Uh, are they seven or seven thirty? I think they're seven. They're a seven p.m. tip. Uh, I gotta play for you. Here we go. Hold on. Let me get the app out, and we got a minute to go. What? Uh, FanDuel? Is that, is that what you bet Well, we're on? not sponsored by anyone, so... Oh. I'm going to genericsportsbook.com. <laughs> um, but you can go into it, sorry. Lock of the day. Tyrese Maxey over 27 and a half. <laughs> this is uh, Maxey of the Sixers here. Oh, my God. Yes, he's their point guard. <laughs> I'm, just uh, saying, I'm just I'm just giving... Sp- you act like people know the NBA. They know. Yeah, I guess. The, okay, here's I the thing. I don't. Talk he, to me like I'm a he, moron. He is the Sixers point guard. The point guard's the guy who brings right, the ball like up the court. Uh, the Pistons allow the most points for point guards so per over, game in the NBA. Over 26 and a half. I'm seeing 27. So if okay. you see it at 26, take it. Because right. the Pistons allow 28 points per game to point guards this season. That's the worst mark in the league. And Tyrese Maxey's a well above average point guard. So I expect him to score a lot of points tonight. Unless he gets pulled early because they're up by 30, which is very plausible. Does the streak end tonight, Ben? Absolutely not. (laughs) Not a chance. Uh, All right, everyone. That was Thursday. No, Wednesday. Um, We'll be back tomorrow. NFL picks. Got a good one. Uh, And then we'll get into the Lions on Friday. I'm sure we'll get into the Lions a little bit tomorrow. We'll have a good show. All right. That was the payoff. I hope it was worth it. Thanks for listening. From the Blazy Electric Studios, this is Sports Radio 100.9 The Mint, WLUN, Pinconning Bay City, Saginaw Midland.